0: Hi, it's Steph. How's it going?
1: Oh, okay. Hey. Sorry.
0: No <laughs> I problem.
2: said no idea what the was.
0: So uh, what we've all done is what we're going to do is we're all going to do a big collective shrug on the count of three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, it was just something that I'd noticed um, that whenever I saw you in the chatroom that there was uh, something that you were talking about, and this is not to say that this is the only thing that you were talking about, but along with the considerably intelligent and refined arguments and points that you were putting forward, was uh, intermixed uh, a uh, a fairly vivid or um, strong descriptions of... Uh, certain kinds of uh, horrible things <laughs> that just seem to float up for you, uh, and that. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, 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 sorry. Was,
1: um, just that was my remark on
2: it
0: all. <laughs> right, right. So that's. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's just sort of what I I wanted to mention. This is not it's not a criticism at all. Of course, I mean I I think that um, uh, I, I, I I I never know people online that well, but I tried to get a feel for them. And uh, I always thought that you had uh, great intelligence, great verbal skills, great reasoning skills, and so on. And I also thought that uh, you were kind of standing on a bit of a volcano of history, of personal history, if that makes any sense. And the reason that I felt that was, and this is just my opinion, it doesn't mean anything, right? it's just my impressions, right? There's no basis in anything other than it's just what I thought. And I thought that whenever I've seen people talk about trauma, things that are genuinely horrible and, and not, you know, like I stub my toe, but some, some bad stuff really went down. When, when people talk about that without an emotional connection, if that makes sense, and, and you can I- tell that, or at least I can tell that pretty quickly in, in a chat room, if they talk about it like uh, blithely, you know, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, I picked up some groceries, uh, I went to the bank, uh, and uh, these terrible things happened to me when I was a teenager, and then this. And it's like, spot the thing that doesn't fit the set. That's sort of what, what I noticed. And so what I felt was that um, uh, if there's stuff that remains unprocessed, we, we return to it over and over again, right. if that makes sense. Right. So so that was it for me. I did I don't want to talk too much, just just that was sort of my thoughts and that's what I brought up uh in the chat room and I just wanted to, to say like frick <laughs> I mean what you just did there uh, <laughs> was fantastic. Well, because I was just saying, Well why are you bring it up again? And you were like, Oh not like oh my god, it is a cult. I knew it. <laughs> right. I mean that was just great what you did there. I really I was really, right. really impressed for what it's worth. So anyway, that's just what I wanted to say. Great, right. yeah,
2: sorry,
1: like like I said I had Absolutely no idea I was doing it. Um, well, to
0: be you, honest, looking back on it, does does it ring true for you at all?
1: Um, about the past two weeks.
0: Yeah, just I mean, just the things that I mean. I I don't. I, you said that you wanted to be discreet on this call, so I won't list off the things that you've talked about. But it wasn't exactly right. you know things you'd write in a yearbook entry, right? Right.
1: Um. Looking back at it from what I can remember, because honestly I don't have the best memory in the world, Um, I can see some, yeah, for sure. Um, Bringing bringing it up a couple times without realizing that I had um, in a completely subconscious
0: manner. Oh no, right. question. I mean, I I don't think that you were sitting there going, "Ooh, I'm going to reel them in with tales of trauma, and then I'm going to shrug so <laughs> that they don't." Right? I I didn't think that for a moment, uh, and that's why I talked about this uh, this with you, right? But but I think, uh, I, you know, I I'm no mystic, uh, far from it. I think I'm quite the opposite, but I do right. believe in the power of the unconscious, and I think that um, I think that you kind of recognize that. Um, that there was something in this environment that we talk about here, the stuff that we talk about here, which is all the way from the philosophical to the psychological to the artistic and so on, that right. that this was a place where if you if you did it often enough, someone was going to say something. If that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that that definitely makes sense. Um, I mean, Doug was the one who was like, oh, you need to come here, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll humor you. <laughs> and I guess it was just sort of the atmosphere at all. Um, kind of brought it out without me realizing it.
0: Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, there is... It's, it's better than not talking about it at all, but it's not as good right. as talking about it in a way that allows you... Or, or gives you this sort of connection with the experiences. And I totally understand what you mean, and I sympathize with it, which is like, well, if bad stuff has gone down, why do you want to revisit it, right? I mean, that's sort of your your basic... Isn't it just re, re-inflicting the trauma? Yeah. Um, right. I mean, that's
2: that's
1: just my viewpoint on it, more of like, you can you can revisit the whole, but the, the little itty-bitty details just... Sort of seem like you're almost
0: torturing yourself with it, you know? Right. Um, now, um, is it, and certainly this is the case with uh, something like, um, and, and I don't think this is an unjust comparison myself, but with uh, something like uh, a military veteran, if this makes sense, there is right. a, uh, a feeling or a thought which is that you don't take a military veteran to go and see Saving Private Ryan, right? Right. Which is like, right. why would you... Uh, uh, that would be a reinfliction of the trauma, right? And And there are some schools of psychology that my wife and I particularly disagree with, which is something like, you know, like if... Uh, you know, if you were beaten by a shadowy guy, then a shadowy guy should pretend to beat you again so that you can. And that, to me, is just... That is a complete reinfliction of the abuse. And, yeah, uh
1: that's just horrible. <laughs> Beyond horrible, in my opinion. <laughs> Why would you want to do that to yourself?
0: I completely agree. Uh, that, is, uh, that is completely horrible. And uh, that's, that's certainly not the way that I... Um, would, uh, would would approach the topic, and I'm not going to obviously approach the topic with you here because you do want to keep it um, uh, a discreet call, which I'm totally fine with, but that's not what I uh, mean when I talk about revisiting or, or exploring the feelings or whatever. It's not about, you know, let's take the military veteran to a triple viewing of Full Metal Jacket, Saving Private Ryan and Platoon, right, which is just going to be just right. horrible. So yeah, that's that's, I, and I think if if that's what you mean by why revisit every little detail, I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah, sorry, that's that's sort of what I meant. Um, because to me, revisiting all the details would be like, going into that movie. Um, it's it's just almost a form of torture to do it.
0: Well, I think it yeah. it's not even almost. I mean, I think it is a form of torture. I mean, I think it would be a reinfliction of... I mean, you, then, then the best therapy would to go and find the people who hurt you and ask them to do it again, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Like,
0: hey, um, I feel please, better now. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah.
0: Right, right, right. No, and I think that... Uh, um, uh, so, yeah, I think you and I, uh, and I think most people who would be reasonable about this would be on the same page, that that to re-experience as if it were real is not a, a way of getting right. over trauma, right? Right. right. Um, I agree. I think
1: it, it does almost
0: the opposite. It does the mean, complete opposite. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, from trying it... Um, having people tell me, oh, you should do this, and I went, okay, well, whatever, uh, no harm in trying. It,
0: it just it made it worse. <laughs> right, and, and the, the reason that we know this, like the reason that we know that it's a really bad idea is that if you do it in real life, it's called severe dysfunction, right? So, so if I have a habit of, of getting involved with, with women who beat me up, if I do it over and over again, that's called really dysfunctional, and the whole point of mental health would be to stop doing that, right? Right. So reinflicting trauma, which would happen repetitively if I kept doing the same thing, would be the very def- definition of like bad mental health, right? Right. Right. I, so I completely I,
1: agree.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you know, I think I think we're on the same page about that, and I just wanted to to sort of clear that up, so that you understand that that at least the way I talk about it and the work that I've done in therapy was not about, you know, find someone like your mom and have her yell at you. I mean, that wasn't a... Yeah. In fact, I could say that it was to stop doing that <laughs> that I sort of went into <laughs> better to begin with, right? Right. Right, right. And, um, and if I understand it rightly, then, when you say remembering every last detail, what you're, what you're sort of talking about is why would I want to re-enter this as if it were a movie and remember every last drop of rain, every last bit of cloth, every last drop of sweat, uh, which would just be re-traumatic, right?
1: Right. Right. And, I mean, um, at least for me, if I really think about it, that's what happens.
0: Um, Sorry, go on.
1: There, There's some distance that I have to put between myself and um, uh, sort of working through it all. Because if I don't do that, well, then... <laughs> for lack of a better word.
0: <laughs> Sorry, let me just... Was that, um, is that a Latin word? I just wanted to, uh, just wanted to understand that. Just yeah, the Latin kidding. word. <laughs> it's a Latin word. Okay, just, just checking. Just making sure we're on yeah. the same Roman page, right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think that's um, entirely right. And when a, um, when a soldier, when a, a military person goes through a flashback, we don't consider this to be a healthy process of healing, right? Right. Now, that having been said, that's sort of the... Oh, sorry, was there anything more you... I think we're on the same page about that, but was there anything else you wanted to add?
1: No, I think I think we've got it.
0: Okay, got it. Because I've been known to repeat things, so we could start all over again, if you like. Well,
1: <laughs> no, last I chance. think I understand.
0: No, no, really. <laughs> I am Steph. Uh, anyway, okay, well, we'll, we'll keep going then. Um, so, so, all of that having been said, i th- it's been my experience that where there is a repetition that is unconscious, it means that there's uh, a, a, a trauma or an upset that hasn't been processed. And processing is not the same. In fact, it's quite the opposite from re-experiencing in a vivid and recreated kind of way the abuse, right? But, but in the things that you've brought up in the chat window, which are, you know, horrible by any standard um, – uh, in the things that you brought up in the chat window, if you had closure with these things, and closure doesn't mean that they're never going to hurt you again, and closure doesn't mean that you've forgotten about them, or anything like that. But if you'd had closure, then it would seem to me that they would not keep coming up in, in the course of conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah, that
1: makes sense.
0: And so... Um, t- sorry, go ahead. No,
1: I'm, I was just... I'm. Not gonna pretend like I've really had closure about it all. I um, think that I think that's kind of the point of of going and seeing someone at the moment, among other things, um, is to help learn how to get it. Because my entire viewpoint on it for about four years was, "Oh, I just won't think about it."
2: Right. If I pretended it
1: never happened. It totally never happened. Right.
0: Um, right. How, how did that work out for you? go along with
1: my daily life. <laughs> right.
0: right, right. How did that work out for you? Oh,
1: last year I had a meltdown.
0: Yeah, not well, right? I mean,
1: exciting.
0: <laughs> the, the idea of like, I'll put all of these demons in a little box, and I'll put that little box in a bigger box, and I'll put that bigger box in an <laughs> even bigger box, blah, 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 blah. And then blah. I'll
1: lock it up with a ton of chains, and it, right. it just won't get out.
0: And what happens is you you throw that big, heavy iron box into the sea, and then you realize that there's a chain attached to your ankle that's also attached to the box, right? Right. Right.
1: Um, And then that's where the meltdown happens.
0: Right, right.
1: And so, yeah, I I definitely had a point last year where I I should have pulled out of school, but I didn't, uh, which was very smart, (laughs) because my grades suffered, and then I had to make up for it all.
0: Um, yeah, and, and that's not right. unusual, uh, I, I mean, um, my, uh, uh, w- when I had, I didn't exactly have a meltdown, but I, what happened to me was I just stopped being able to sleep, which is all too exciting for words, and it kind of <laughs> yank, it, it yanked me out of life for like six months, uh, and, until I yeah. sort of dealt with all this kind of stuff, so, uh, you know, I, I, I totally understand that, I mean, that that is to me, I, I think that what you did in terms of detaching yourself from it was probably a good strategy. And then the fact that you had the meltdown and just, you know, started to deal with it was, was probably also a very good strategy, right?
1: Right. Um, there should have been a better way to have the meltdown, in my opinion. Um, instead of, I basically just completely went off the deep end <laughs> for what does about. Mean, like
0: strangling cats or something? I mean, what do we. Oh, it doesn't matter.
1: But... Um, uh, A lot of things that I never would have done. Um in any other sense, um, I got into very, very short relationships, um, I drank a lot, I'll admit it, more than a lot, um, I experimented with a bunch of things, and I made myself really sick, I got mono, pneumonia, tonsillitis, bronchitis, a lot of bronchitis, um, I'd stopped sleeping, and the whole time I was still um, in a Division One sport, so I was, you know, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning on about an hour's sleep and going, oh, okay, well, I'll go, I'll work out for two hours, and I have my second workout of the day, and then I did a third workout and stopped eating. I I, not, I had not down. <laughs> Um is What it comes down to, I, I completely, I couldn't function anymore in real life. And I couldn't pretend like I could function. I actually had my friends, one of my really good friends, Elizabeth, was actually forced herself to sit there with me every meal and go, okay, now I'm going to put this plate in front of you and we'll sit here for two hours if we have to. Right. Um, Because I don't have anything left to do today. And I know that you probably haven't done anything um, towards getting healthy. and So we'll sit down and we'll get healthy. Right, and it was basically it was almost to the point where you just you needed a twenty four hour caretaker. Right, um, which is just not a good point to be in.
0: <laughs> no, no, it is, um, it is. But but you know the, the although obviously it sounds like you you did a pretty classic bit of acting out, which you know again is understandable given the stresses and traumas that you'd experienced before. It, right. uh, it the, the meltdown, although difficult and unpleasant. Is much better than the alternative, which is this, you know, Courtney Love spiral, spiral into like nothingness, right?
1: Right. Uh, i was on my way. You're probably I, too I don't to know it, who
0: Courtney Love is. But uh, anyway, I will explain it later.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think I can actually say um, the reason that I didn't get to that point was probably due to my friends, because they really wouldn't let me. And for that, I'm I'm not I'm going to be like eternally thankful to them for, you know, almost taking, like, a broken wing and fixing it in a way.
0: I mean, that's one of the good things about particularly women in sports, right? I mean, if you're in a sports team, uh, it's kind of hard to sink alone, right?
1: Um, it's it's more of it's hard to get anything past each other. We, <laughs> right. we can definitely um, have completely autonomous thought processes, but it's more of, like, if you see someone... Um, three times a day, at their worst, sweaty. They're not looking good. They're not happy. Um, it's hard to hide anything from them.
0: Yeah, particularly if you're trying to play your sport, squinting through one bloodshot eye. Right. I mean, it's not for ease. <laughs> Exactly. Right, right. Um
1: Exactly. I mean, it was the point when it was um, almost like a, hey, we got to work out this morning. Um, Alyssa hasn't told me once he had mono and had a hundred and forty degree fever. It's, it's not, a, it's a hard to hide. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and, and it's the coach's job to make sure you don't hide it as well. Right. It's more than that. The, the coaches are to make sure that everything is completely fine. Um, that all of their athletes are at their peak performance. Um,
0: Right now, and just just, so, just sorry, just to note yeah. something. Just to note something. Um, I mean, you do realize that we're going to talk a little bit about tra- trauma management, right? And I think you're doing an excellent job of explaining how sports work, but as you know, <laughs> that's not going to be the point of the call, right? Right.
2: Sorry. I mean, that was um, a good job,
0: really. I mean, I am fascinated by how coaching works, but um, <laughs> um, but but I, I'd sort of. I just, yeah, I just wanted to, and I understand, I mean, but I just wanted to sort of mention about, and this, look, just so you know, you have a therapist, so this is all some idiot on the internet talking about his ideas, <laughs> right? Just just so you understand, right. this means nothing uh, whatsoever, other than it's just some guy with a vaguely fruity accent on the internet talking about his ideas, right? So, <laughs> so you're aware of right. that, right? Okay.
1: No, sorry. Um, Catch if I do that again.
0: No, um, no, no, problem. I just tell, wanted to point it out. I'll tell
1: you right now, the the meds are starting to wear off, so I'm going to tangent. I at right. least a couple more times without oh, yeah? it. Oh yeah,
0: I'll see your I'll see your tangent and raise you a complete tangent anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, but and 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 I mean, obviously, this is something you know. If you're going to do, you do it with your therapist and blah blah blah, right? But but right. I th- I think that when you when you came to the chat room and you talked about these kinds of things. Uh, I, I think it's because they're not visible to you as part of your experience. This, and again, this is all my crappy nonsense theories, right? So it, it, it doesn't mean anything other than we're just playing around with some ideas. But all right. what I have found is that when people come and talk about trauma without emotional connection to that trauma, it's because they haven't felt that people in their environment have really got what they've been through, have really, really understood what they've been through. And when I talk about what you've been through, I don't mean the stuff that you've talked about in the chat window. Right. I don't mean the stuff that you did earlier in your teens uh, that that you've talked about. I'm talking about before that, the stuff that you haven't talked about, and you don't have to talk about here, obviously, But there's a reason why you got involved in the situations that you got involved in. And it had a lot more to do with your early childhood. And I would guess, and you don't have to confirm or deny anything because it's just my ideas. But I would guess that you had some pretty damn serious dysfunction in your family that nobody saw.
2: Outside
0: um, of your family, because the uh, behavior that you took. Talk- sorry, go ahead.
1: Um, sorry, I'm just saying, if if that's the case, I did need to see it. Um, to be honest.
0: Sorry, if that's the I'm case, I'm not you- gonna lie.
1: It's- yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie and pretend that um, you know, it was beyond amazing, just picture perfect. Because it's not reality. But from, for, at least from what I saw. Um, and from what I remember, there was never really any, um, totally serious thing that was going on that was wrong. Um, they were very close and they, we always have been, it's almost a little grating because it's so close. <laughs> um, but from what I've seen, the, anything that happened happened later. A lot
0: later. And later, like, uh, do you mean during the time that these things were happening, or later even than that, or shortly before, or in that, that, where is it in that Um,
1: time? Later than that, even.
0: Okay, okay, so in a Um. sense, you may feel that the behavior that, that or the situations that you got into may have provoked some less than ideal functioning within your family, is that right?
1: Um, It wasn't so much uh, mine, it was uh, other members of my family, Um, divorces started to occur um, between my uncles and stuff like that, which was, you know, the ones were a little crazy, so it was okay. We didn't mind all that much. Um, There's a definite trend of eating disorders within the family that occurred. It, it all because I'm one of the oldest. It all sort of happened uh, when I got to be fairly late
0: as a teenager. Okay so. okay. so, in was it in your late teens that all this stuff happened that we you, that you've mentioned yeah. in the chat? Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, no, that was early teens. That was early teens. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, in your early teens, the stuff, the bad stuff, went down, and then in your, in, was it in your late teens that that there began to be divorces and so on?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Um, and, it was in
1: my late teens that my
0: cousins, um, their family
2: started
1: to really
0: start to show strain. Okay. Okay. Um, right. That's and, what i up with. No, that's look. And I, I certainly don't want to create anything. It's not like in order to conform to my theory, right? I mean, we we're right. just. I mean, that's the last thing I'd want to do. I mean, obviously, that that, that would be terrible, right? Highly irresponsible. Right. So. So obviously, and I know you're telling me the truth. So this, is, this will go with this, right? So tell me a little right. bit about. You said that your aunts were a little crazy. Now, was this throughout um, childhood, or?
1: Yeah, but it was it was sort of that kind of crazy, where it's funny crazy. Um, like for example, one of my aunts was totally into the occult and thought she was psychic, which is it was kind of funny when she you know hung out with everyone. Because, for example, like, she she held a seance for one of my cousin's birthdays, and it was almost hilarious to watch because I was, like, 15 at the time, so I'd grown out of that phase. Um, But my other cousins were much younger, and they were totally, like, into all this stuff, and it it was almost funny to um, have them be in the family in a way. And I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that happened behind closed doors that I really wasn't privy to. Um, our families were close, but they you know, marriage is marriage and you're not going to air all your dirty laundry out to the world.
0: Right, um, right. But
1: they were that sort of crazy. Like the crazy worry. It was almost like you were a little worried about them, but at the same time, you you weren't worried enough to have it matter.
0: Right. Okay, I understand. And uh, so you had a a seance. Uh, uh, your aunt had a seance for who? Was sorry. Was it a seance for someone's fifteenth birthday? Was that right?
1: It was a seance for my cousin's tenth um, birthday, I think. And, then and there were there there were
0: ones held every Halloween as well. And um. it was a serious seance, right?
1: Oh, she was into it. She was very into it. She was calling on the spirits. And, and, and she completely believed it. She was a very superstitious woman like that. Um, all, all of us kids were, you know, we were just kind of, oh, well, let's, um, what do call it, let's just do it. And, cred, I can't remember the word. Humor her.
0: So um, she was she was summoning, and, uh, sorry it's interrupt, but, but she was trying to summon the spirits of the dead at a child's birthday party?
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but not like evil spirits. It was more. Okay, wait, of, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Now, do you notice how only one of us is laughing here?
1: Yeah.
0: Um do, you, I, you, think, oh, I mean, I think I have a fairly good sense of humor, even if I only enjoy my own jokes particularly. But um, I, but this is not funny to me. Right. It's
2: it's
1: not normal. It's very dysfunctional. Um, it's why they divorced. And why they we're all really happy they divorced in the end, um, and my cousins definitely have some things that they will have to deal with, um, and are sort of already working through, which is good.
0: Well, but, sorry, just just help me to understand, your parents didn't stop this, right?
1: They couldn't. Um, they'd expressed disapproval. All sorry. Sorry.
0: Sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry to interrupt. And, and I just want to make sure that I understand. Were they in prison? No. Were but they the a time... bound and tied? Were they locked in the trunk of a car? Were they rolled no. up in a carpet? Were they no. sunk in the box that you put your feelings in? Um, because they could, right? They could have stopped it, right?
1: Well, you can, you can only sort of do so much.
0: Well I'll tell you this if if I sorry, if my kid was going to a party where I knew there was going to be a seance, I can tell you where my kid would not be going
1: Oh well, they didn't know
0: they didn't know that the there was thing. going to be a seance
1: No, not as the birthday party, and we only went to one Halloween party and it was the first one that she held it that we were like, oh, we are not going anywhere um but after that we host them. Um,
0: so after sorry after that one After that
1: we hosted everything. We could control
0: the environment. And was your aunt still like did she still come over? Did she I mean, did she tell you that did she speak openly about this psychic crazy nonsense and ghosts and demons or whatever? Did she talk about this in front of the children?
1: No. Not after that.
0: But before that she did.
1: Yeah, but um, it wasn't so much, it was, the seances were kind of the, the first inkling that that had ever been a real passion of hers, if you know what I mean. She, it wasn't really an open thing, um, because I think that she knew that it wasn't okay, but at the same time, she had some very big issues that she needs to work out in a very big way, um and And once we started to host things and control things it definitely stopped
0: um, okay yeah and i'm i'm not trying to I'm not trying to uh, I'm not trying to lead a lynching mob against your kith and kin here like i'm just trying to I'm trying to sort of just understand the 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 family structure or or what's going on right and and the reason- right. the reason that that i i mean obviously that I'm fixated on this uh, and you know, my, my mother uh, was, was a great believer in her own psychic abilities, so my let's say my antennae goes up just a little bit, and I'm trying to make sure that I don't put my experiences into your world, but right. that's some pretty crazy stuff to expose kids to. And again, this is, you say it's once and this and that, but but you know when people are crazy. Right. I mean, you know, within right. the first few minutes, you certainly know when they're married to someone in your family, right?
1: Right. Um, and you know, it's she was never fully accepted, um, and it was always kind of like, uh, "Oh, is Darlene coming?" Um, that sort of thing. Um, but she was she was the one that was really crazy. Um, my other aunt was just very a busy mom. Um she's a teacher and she had a lot of obligations and that's why that marriage
0: broke up. But a, okay, okay. Now I'm I'm gonna just try and trace and again this is no this is not a lynch mob, I'm just trying to understand. Because right. it's my strong opinion, which is to say that it's a crazy opinion from some guy over the internet, right? So again, it's just right. my opinion, right? But it's my strong opinion that a group has a tough time being saner than its craziest member. Right. Right? Like, you don't see a bunch of friends, three of whom are preppy and one of whom is a skinhead, right? Right. And I'm not saying who's who's crazy or sane in that situation, right? But what I'm saying is that, you don't tend to have a whole bunch of druggies hanging out with one hardworking lawyer, right? Right. So, in this environment of your family, you have somebody who we would technically call kind of bad shit, right? Right. I mean, technically, right? I'm using Latin technically. too. Technically. <laughs> right. And and what that says to me, and this. All it does is say it to me, right? It doesn't mean anything. But what it says to me is that, was this your uh, on your mom's or your dad's side, this marriage? Um,
1: on my mom's side.
0: On your mom's side, okay. So this means that your mother's mother must have had some kind of batshit stuck to her.
1: Um, Well, Darlena wasn't... Um, Related to any of us. It was her husband. And. Darlena was his. First love. I'll marry my first love. As soon as I meet her. Sort of thing. Um, Let's go run off to Vegas and elope. Because. His parents. Did not approve. My grandparents.
0: Right. um, They didn't approve. (coughs) So we have some Real. Impulse control problems here right
1: right and there there's a definite trend of um working on the impulse control in my family I won't lie that um, but that was the worst sort of impulsiveness that I can remember
0: right, right It was really his marriage Cause she was right you insane. The- Really special. <laughs> now, I'm not um, going to... Uh, sorry, I'm not going to try and ask you leading questions. Right. But here, I'm afraid I'm going to ask you a leading question. And I apologize for that ahead of time, but okay. uh, here's a leading question, right? And right. this is, again, this is just some nutty guy on the internet, so whatever, right? But, but here's, here's the reality that I see, which is that your family has some dysfunction. Doesn't really matter right. how much, right? But, but we've got an occult woman who thinks that it's good to have a seance at a kid's party. We've got impulse control problems. We've got running off to, to Vegas to get married with no thought for the future. And, and And we have your parents in this mix with these people, right? Right. I mean, I don't know any of these people.
1: Hold on a sec, sorry.
0: Sure. Yeah? Sorry,
1: uh, my mom
0: just came in to say hi. No problem, we can put her on next. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, um, so so there's, l- l- let's just say that there are a couple of, couple of little crazy people floating around the family structure, right? Right. Um, and
1: like Again, I said, I'm not going to pretend like my family is perfect. They weren't, I'd be lying to myself and to everyone else around me, um, which isn't fair to anybody. But from, let's, let's put it this way, from what I saw growing up, from the people around me, um, my friends, everything, the Newport Beach vibe, I'd say my family if not not, and not dysfunctional, but at least um, mild.
0: Okay, I'm. I, I thought that was a wonderful disclaimer. I felt like we were just right at the end of one of those commercials for headache remedies, you know. <laughs> so right. that was very, very, very well put. If you could do that in a really deep and slightly ominous voice, you know. My family is not crazy. They're just right. I, I understand that. And, and I, I'm not. I'm not coming to any conclusions. Obviously, like I'm just trying to trying to get a map, right? And right. Uh, and and look, no family. No, I... Sorry. Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Um, I was just going to say I understand, and that's why I, int- I said that. Is I'm trying to help you build the map in a way. Right, right, right. Okay. So, um, so, so th- the question is not whether your family is perfect, because no family is perfect. I mean, th- th- that's that's not even a question. This community is not perfect. Uh, my w- okay. Well, my wife is perfect, but but no family <laughs> because I'm part of the family and bring the imperfection into her. But no, no family is perfect, and that. Is not an issue, but I have two two other questions for you, uh, if you don't mind. Um, and, and the first is, <clears throat> what was your um, relationship to religion and the state or the country when you were growing up?
1: Um, I grew up a very very lenient Muslim, where it was we sort of had this general belief that we are Muslims and. Um, My mom came from Iran and my dad ended up converting when they married because he was like, oh, of course I'll convert. This is very important to her. Um, But she never really imposed it on us, Um, nor did she impose any political belief on us as well. For the most part, we were Muslims for the celebrations um, and the holidays and the fact that we could get out of school when no one else could.
0: So you weren't sent um, uh, for religious education, is that right?
1: No, I wasn't.
0: Uh, and so we, you didn't. We
1: had talked. Sorry.
0: Go no, for no. It. You go ahead.
1: Oh, I was. Just... We we talked about it with my mom um, on occasion. Just very very basic teachings um, that could be really just said as moral um, grounding for us. Like, don't steal. Don't cheat on your partner don't treat cheat, and the, like in business, don't kill anyone, that that sort of moral teaching. Um, but for the most part, it was very, very lenient. We uh, didn't follow anything very strictly. I barely fasted as a kid for Ramadan. Um, well,
0: kids don't fast, do they?
1: Uh, yeah, actually you do. You just don't do an adult fast. Um, oh, it's the same thing as ate, puberty.
0: You, you After puberty, you have to do the adult fast. Is that right?
1: Yeah. After okay. you have the age of 13 as a female and 18 as a male because by then you've sort of stopped physically developing.
2: Right. Um, it's
1: not as crucial. Then you can do the full-day fast.
0: Okay, but... but, children, but sorry, sorry, you
1: sorry. eat three just, meals, you just don't snack.
0: I understand, but but so help, help me understand this. Um, if you weren't given religious instruction, then what were you fasting for? And I'm sure there's good reasons. It's just my... my, Because as far as I understand it, you you know, if you're a Muslim, you fast because you're showing piety to God and, and so on, right? And you give to the poor because you show piety. So if you take the God part out, if this makes sense, if you take the God part out, I'm not sure where the fasting sits, if that makes sense.
1: Right. Um... Sorry, I have, to, I have to actually think about that because it was a long time ago and I haven't done it for so long. Um, when it came to that, there was the the general thought that you were doing this because you were showing um, God that you cared about the other people that were starving. And like right. I said, I, we never did it very religiously. My mom did it. Um, my mom's side of the family did it very, very strictly because they grew up in Iran and it's what you do. Um, but she never really imposed it on us. It, we had the choice to do it if we wanted to. Um, and I liked it because I could control what I ate after a certain age without anyone thinking too harshly on it. Um do yeah.
0: you mean from, a, uh, from a, a diet or a weight perspective?
1: Yeah. Um, around the age of 13 or so, when you become a teenager and start to notice the fact that, oh, look, they're skinnier than I am. Um, it, it was a good crash diet, for lack of a better word.
0: Right. Um, okay. Okay. I think I understand. So, yeah. because I'm trying to understand um, what the um, what the relationship was with God, and it doesn't sound to me like it's an easy one to explain. And that doesn't mean that's bad. I just sort of wanted to to sort of understand, right?
1: Right. Um. God was always there. Um. They, my mom and my dad, were both religious growing up they uh, they didn't want to impose it too harshly on us because there's a sense of they have to come to God themselves, which is very important in the Muslim religion. You don't brainwash your child. You discuss it openly um, after a certain age. And you tell them, this is what I believe. This is what this says. Now you choose. Um...
0: Well, and of course, I'm sure you're aware that right. this is not all Muslims, right?
1: <laughs> right. Um, the least, I'm just saying, in the, in the sort of the Sunni, sorry, that's the sect that I belong to, um, right. that sect is very, very, you have to openly come to God. God's not going to come to you. And God's not going to judge you for not coming to him. Um, so long as you still
0: live a moral life. Right. Okay. Which, I get it.
1: Yeah.
0: So there was That's, God. Try to explain it. So, you no, know, I understand. So, so God was put forward um, as as a being that was out there who wanted you to uh, be a good uh, Muslim, but you right. had to find your way to God uh, through your own steam, so to speak.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay yeah I that would definitely an
1: explanation
0: of it. <laughs> and was the um um were the teachings i mean the Quran, the, the prophet i mean was all of this stuff um I shouldn't say this stuff, I don't want to sound uh, that uh, flippant, <laughs> but was it okay. to, was it brought to to your life uh, in in your family, or was it something like, yeah, there's this book you can have a look at it if you want when you get older
1: um Sorry, it's it's hard to it's hard to explain it because it wasn't it wasn't really the big thing. Um it was the thing that mom did and then grandma did and then grandpa did. But at the same time it it wasn't like it, it's it's the thing that that you have to do in a way. And it was talked about on occasion but very, very lightly Nothing really. No heady discussion. Um, I don't think I really learned about anything related to Islam until I got to high school and had a religious class as part my, as part of my world history course. Um, that's that's sort of how little I knew about it growing up.
0: Right, and, but and there how was light
1: certain... the discussion was.
0: Right, right, but there was a certain amount of outward show that you were encouraged to to participate in, right?
1: Um, on holidays, yes. Other than that, it was a very, very um, private thing. And the, the only way that we sort of knew that Mom did this and Grandma did this was because holidays would come around and they would do it, um, and, and they do it full force. But there was no scarf, there were no rules about covering all your body, even within my grandma and my great-grandma's generation. Um, they're very Americanized. Very Americanized.
0: So they're not doing the five times a day thing and all that?
1: No. No, they don't. They do, do, they do,
0: the, do they do the Mecca thing?
1: No. Um, there are a lot of rules with Mecca, and no one in my family has actually qualified for Mecca yet.
0: Just out of curiosity, what does that mean? Because I thought you just had to go to Mecca. but
1: uh... um, There are a lot of things that you have. There um, are steps that you have to reach before you can go to Mecca. One of it is you have to be very financially stable. You cannot have any young children. Um, you have to be completely healthy. You have to be so old before you can go. You have to have given so much charity before you can go from what I remember.
0: Okay, and so they will go at some point, but just not yet.
1: Um, Possibly. My grandma never qualified for it, and now she's too old to go. so She'll never go. Um, My mom has a back injury. She'll never go. Right. My uncles might go eventually, but they might.
0: Now, I mean, you know my perspective on religion, or, or do you?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I do. <laughs> okay, because I, I – I, it's not too subtle, <laughs> I guess you could say. And, yeah, no problem. And and obviously you um, uh, are obviously not, uh, you know, learning uh, about my uh, – or, or listening to podcasts or whatever it is that you're doing on the site. You're not doing that in order to fuel your outrage against an unbeliever, right? I mean there must be some part of you that goes like at least, huh, that's interesting, right?
1: Right. Um, I'm not outraged with religion. I am to an extent, because I'm a deist, and I think it's immoral to have a set religion. Um,
0: I'm sorry, that, just uh, just interrupt. You said you were a deist, is that right? Yes. Okay, got it.
1: Uh, watchmaker God deist. So right. It's right. very, very lenient. Um, and I think the the only reason that I'm really not an atheist or an agnostic even is um, because of the fact that I was um, really, because my teachings were so lenient and I was allowed to come to it at my own pace and to do it if I wanted to and to not do it if I wanted to. And I think it was that freedom that was like, oh, I like this (laughs) Um, sort of thing. And my friends definitely helped. My friends were all fairly religious Christians, and there was definitely a, a sort of path to God, sorry, in quotes, Sorry, did you say
0: um, that the, uh, you, you said that the Christians helped?
1: Um, helped me on my path to God. Um, helped me.
0: <laughs> you, you realize that you and I <laughs> might use the word helped there a little bit differently, right?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it, it's helping quotes. <laughs> right. <laughs> sorry, right, You can't see right. the quotes that I'm doing with my fingers. It's helping they quotes. They grease
0: the irrational pole down to the pin <laughs> of religion. Right, okay. okay, okay. I understand. Yeah. Okay, um, and... Sorry,
1: go ahead.
0: No, sorry. That was, that
1: was
0: no, no, I, do, I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, please, go ahead.
1: No, I'm done. That was just me saying, um, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so... Is it uh, reasonable or or um, no? Let, let me let me skip to that. So so this is your relationship to religion, which is exciting, uh, e- even from a non atheist perspective. It's it's a uh, it's I I don't want to say unusual because that's going to put my cultural context in in place, which where where it's not. But but it's it's um it's complex. Not
2: average.
0: Yeah, it, it's not not average. I think is is a good way of putting it. I think even for. Uh, for where you're uh, from the cultures that you're from, and right. um, I'm sorry
1: That's right
0: right okay right. good i I want with all the sensitivity and not wanting to be like you know blind ass white guy or whatever right, but I just wanted to <laughs> sort of get that that across um so t- tell me Ben about, about uh because obviously the the God and the government thing to some degree go hand in hand, so uh, help help me have some sense if you could of where. Uh, was there cultural patriotism, was there nationalism, was there statism? I mean, where, where did that sort of fit in your upbringing?
1: Um, there was definitely pride in the fact that we were American. My mom and I was very, very much raised in my mom's family. My dad has a very small family and in my mom's family were Muslims. And they had eight kids and they all live within a five-mile radius. Of each other, so I was very much raised in my mom's family, and they were very proud to say I'm an American, because they fled Iran when it became very, very, um, constraining and dangerous.
0: Yeah, after the Shah, right? I mean,
1: right. Um, they fled during the Shah, actually.
0: Oh, but
2: right. It, okay. it
1: was, yeah. And and so they were very, very proud of the fact that they were Americans and that they could say, I'm part of a democracy. Um, I can vote if I so choose, I cannot vote if I so choose, I have I have freedom of speech and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Okay, um, so they value some of the freedoms that an American democracy rightly and and you know, gives. I mean to be to be to give credit where credit is due. Um so they were proud of that, and they valued those democratic or uh, liberal institutions. Is that right? Um, yeah,
1: definitely, okay. Just because I think it was so much better than what they had grown up with, really from what I've heard the show Oh no, was pretty, no
0: question. no question. I mean, yeah, I, mean f- I I'm an anarchist, but let's let's still have different degrees of of equality in governments, you know I mean, right. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I may not drink, but that doesn't mean that I don't recognize there are different qualities in scotch, right? So um, right. <laughs> I can understand that for sure. Okay. So tell me what your theory is about why, I mean, if it's, if it's reasonable to you or a fair statement to you to say that you kind of went off the rails a little bit, right? Right. What's your theory as to why that happened?
1: Um, college, it's definitely I can attribute it to college. Um, my college is very, very involved in politics. I mean to an extreme. Davis is twenty minutes from the California capital.
0: I'm sorry, um, can you just say that I missed that last sentence?
1: Davis is twenty minutes from the California capital, okay, so there are definite you're you're in an anthropology class, you're gonna go visit Sacramento. Um, you're in a philosophy class, you're gonna go visit Sacramento. Um I was in a debate group, we wasn't visited Sacramento. And it was definitely getting to see how corrupt Sacramento was, like the Sacramento Congress was.
0: That's I'm sorry, sorry. I, I just I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. I'm certainly I'm always interested to hear about government corruption. But when I talked about going off the rails, what I meant was some of the stuff that happened when you were in your early teens. Oh,
1: sorry, I thought you were talking
0: about TV. <laughs> oh no, no, I switched I switched oh. topics completely and I'm sorry. Normally what I do is I do a little dance in front of the webcam, but we don't have that. Uh, so that people can <laughs> I, I'm like one of those guys with the planes landing and the flag, so I'm changing topics. So, sorry, uh, beep. You know, we're changing topics completely. Um, so I just okay. want to get a sense, you know, because I think it's fair to say that, uh, and this is with no negative judgment on you, but that you kind of went a little bit off the rails when you were in your early teens, right?
2: Right. Um,
0: you kind of went. You kind of went a little wild there, right? <laughs> It's <laughs> a bit, right? And um, what's your yeah. theory as to as to what was going on?
1: Um, I wanted to be like my friend. I really did. I had a lot of older friends. Um, I hung out with a lot of people my age, but I hung out with a lot of people that were very much older than I was. Um, and because they're older, they are, quote, God. So you want to emulate them in a way.
0: Well, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, and and I certainly am not saying that that's an incorrect explanation, but it doesn't do much to answer what I'm asking, which has nothing to do with your fault or anything. It's just my – because, I mean, we all to some degree want to emulate our friends and so on. But the question is, why did you have friends around you, or why did you have friends that you wanted to emulate that were that destructive? Um, Everyone was, to be honest. Um, everyone in your high school or junior high school
1: yeah, in my high school um, well
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not that old I'm trying to explain it sorry
1: <laughs>
0: okay go ahead go ahead
1: um we as a high school, we are known for um regularly busting children for pot and coke. Um, The girls typically have at least one eating disorder. Uh, Very, very rich community. Most parents are not there because they're working hard to give their children what they didn't have. We're a self-made rich community, Um, and there's a lot of self-destruction that goes along with it.
0: So and sorry, I'll, I just want to sorry, and I don't want to interrupt this. So that I just want to want make sure that I because because what happens is I I lose track as stories get longer, which is just because I am that old. But but um right. um is is it that there was no because the high school was in a rich neighborhood and the families were dysfunctional that there was no one who wasn't into drugs or or X Y and Z. Um, there were, but I
1: didn't end up finding them until later, and most of them have tried it. Um and we into it when I was, you know, an early teenager.
0: So you got like, you got no chess team, you got no mathletes, you got no guys who hang out in the computer science lab. I mean, none of these people, really.
1: At the age of thirteen, no. So uh, you
0: tomorrow. don't think that there was? They don't. And again, this just blows my mind because uh, I, I didn't hey. go to a rich high school, and my mind uh, is tender and easily blown. But. Um, <laughs> Is 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 it really and I I'm just like I'm just trying I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what you're saying I'm just trying to process it. Right. There was nobody there who wasn't into drugs or had tried drugs or had gone down that route.
1: Um I'm sure there was. I didn't know them which is a lot because my class is very small. Um and if you weren't you pretended that you were. I think
0: no guys with flat hair carrying Dungeons and Dragons books. Did you see them at all? Sometimes they're hard to see because they blend. <laughs> if they're um, no, in front of I a didn't. velour couch and there's a blonde fern, you can't even see them.
1: <laughs> I actually didn't see any of them.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, we have the money to be to look good and to look popular, and so we did. But yeah, um, I mean, even within the drama dork which they were probably the least popular people in the entire school. Um, I still think that there was that that sense of you had to do it in order to belong. Okay. Because everyone else was.
0: So. Um, this is, I mean, this is a wildly dysfunctional environment. Then, right?
1: Oh yeah, Newport Beach
0: was. I mean, looking back, right? You, you're all a bunch of wolf children, right?
1: <laughs> um, we weren't hairy like wolf children, but we definitely. <laughs>
0: um, but it's it's I mean kids, seriously, it's kind of like Lord of the Flies here with nice mansions, right?
1: Yeah, um, kids were definitely left to raise themselves.
0: And like everybody who I raises I themselves. My so mild. I'm sorry.
1: I say I said, which is why I think my family was so mild. Well, but, but, mean, here's the th- sorry to interrupt.
0: but here's the thing, though, right? Here's the thing. Right. A person is known by the company he or she keeps, right? Right. And this doesn't mean that you were bad or you know, anything like that. What it means, though, is that if you say these people all came from destructive or dysfunctional or uh, – it it sounds more like inattentive households, Right. Right. If if these people all were, like, I mean, this is going to be hard, and this is going to make me sound like a complete square, not for the first time, and certainly not for the last. <laughs> but, I mean, this shit is pretty far out there, right? Yeah.
2: um,
1: I think mean, that's easy to say. I
0: mean, we, we had I mean, we had some kids who uh, you know we had the stoners out back in my high school and we had we had the full e- full-on ecosystem right and I was one of these guys right. who bounced between cliques all the time but but we had the full-on you know with the stoners we had the jocks we had the um, the drama geeks we had the D&D geeks we had the muscle men we had like we had the whole the whole thing right? And there were some right. people who did drugs and and there were some people who um, were promiscuous and and so on. I couldn't find any of the promiscuous people unfortunately, I was looking <laughs> hard, like most boys that age but um but but we had a, a lot of normal kids uh, who who i mean normal doesn't mean you know perfectly healthy or anything, but you know parents were you know there and and made them lunches and and so on but it sounds like you're in an environment where there's no, um, there's not a lot of variety, right?
1: There wasn't.
0: It's um, like coke or marijuana or PCP or like what is it that you want? But it's not. Well, what do you mean we're doing drugs, right? That wasn't that wasn't a question, right?
1: There, yeah, there there was never any question. Um, right. there, that's very safe to say that there wasn't a question about it.
0: Um, now, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but but within your Group or area? Do you uh, think that you went more off the rails than other people,
2: or um, that's, or
0: about the same?
1: That's hard to say because everyone definitely was very out there. It was just all in different ways. Um. Mine was definitely the a very self destructive person. Um other people I know was I'm sorry, be, sorry, could you
0: just I just I just it's a little because you're on a phone it's not quite as clear as a as a computer. Could you say that last bit again?
1: Um, I said mine was definitely to to go on the self destructive route. Um very, sorry, a lot of people you, I
0: know. Sorry to interrupt. You mean your group, is that right?
1: Uh no, me personally. Within my group, we were, we could all be considered very self-destructive. Right. And in my high school, we could all be considered very self-destructive.
0: So you were it, one it's of the almost the, the right of passage. Right. So you were one of the more self-destructive people, of a self-destructive group. Yes. Okay. That's why? Why do say. you think that was? And and obviously it's not you're just born bad, girl, right? I mean, obviously, it's like it's not, it's not genetics, it's not whatever, right? Why do you right. think that was?
1: Um, well, my version definitely included a lot of negativity. I, I wasn't a coke addict. Um, I wasn't a sex fiend. I wasn't cutting my wrist every day. Um, the way I got dragged into it is Definitely, I I wasn't very open, and I didn't let myself be sort of honest with myself. Um, and then when we start the cycle; it it keeps on happening, and I'm not making an excuse for it.
0: Um, no, I I don't I, honestly I don't I don't care. I'm, excuse, not excuse, doesn't matter to me. I'm just trying to sort of be Joe Archaeology guy and 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 sort of figure out what your uh, what your theory is about what happened, right?
1: Right, um, but I, I thought about it a lot, you know, especially last year, because I had nothing better to do, and the best that I could come up with was initially, um, fool, me once, uh, fool me once, you know me, sort of thing, but there was never a shame on you moment.
0: Sorry, can it you say definitely... that again? I just I just missed that. If you could just say that again?
1: No problem. I said, there There was never a shame on you moment. From who? It, it was, you know that saying, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: There, there was never the shame on you moment.
0: So you felt like because you just even, kept getting fooled again and again, right?
1: Well, it, after a while, I wasn't even fooling. It was just I wouldn't let myself um, be honest about it all.
0: Right. And right. I'm
1: very, very good about doing the whole lockbox thing.
0: Yeah, no, I got and, that sense for sure.
1: Right. And that's the first time I locked it away and pretended it didn't happen. Um, so I wouldn't let myself see the signs when it happened again.
0: Got it. Again. Okay. Okay. I got
1: um, it. Yeah. It was, it was, I, I have to say, it was definitely me just ignoring it even when I got to the point where it was um, where you were unable to ignore it I'd find a way to ignore it
0: oh sure no I mean I understand that this stuff can definitely spiral uh, and it takes a uh, a strong effort to hit the brakes after it after it begins
1: right
0: but because the way that I understand this kind of stuff or at least the people that I knew who went this kind of route what what I've seen, and I did have a friend who um, uh, who I had as a sort of my early to mid-teens, who uh, later on did uh, hit a lot of drugs and, and had problem, real problems with conformity and identity, right? Like the, he was like a zealot or a chameleon. He'd take the shape of, you know, if he was around the jocks, he'd be jock guy. You know, if he was around other people, right. like he'd be a chameleon, right? And he didn't really have a strong sense of identity, and he did have real problems with drugs. And, and what... I'm not saying this is all you, right? It's just sort of my experience of this fella, which was a really heartbreaking right. situation. But what I always got a sense of from him, and this was even before this all went down, and just let me know if this means anything to you, but, but what I always got a sense of from him was an extraordinary amount of isolation. And because this guy, his name is Chris, this, this guy Chris had this extraordinary amount of isolation in him separation from people i mean he'd be there he'd be funny he'd be joking but you always got the sense that there was this this like interstellar distance in a way you know like he just couldn't quite relax and connect with people if that makes any sense was was that your experience at all
1: um I don't think so. To be very honest, uh, was actually fairly popular. Um, people really did actually want to associate with me. And, and after the initial time, yeah, there was that sense of distance.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, this guy, this guy was actually very popular. Um, right. but, but I always got a sense that he just couldn't, couldn't quite, um, there was always something guarded about him. Uh, in a way. Like, he was very entertaining and very popular, and he was on sports teams, and, and he was uh, he was a very good good friend in many ways, but uh, just a kind of... Um, I almost felt that was just a kind of... an isolation, right? A, a lack of a compass, if that makes any sense. Right. Um,
1: I'm trying to think about it and sort of work my head around it, because, to be honest, I don't think about myself very much. Um, and
0: because right, and the reason the reason that i bring this up is that it seems like it seems like like w- w- when you go down that when you sort of tumble down those stairs right right it's like you you went down alone so to speak. I know you had people around you and so on, but it's like, I get a sense, this is just my sense, right, I didn't mean it, but it's like you're going down alone and there's no one that you can reach out who's gonna grab you. Right.
2: Um,
0: And let me give you a a silly example just just from us today, right?
2: Right.
0: So that's when I just sort of said, well, uh, I asked you some questions, and, and I said, do you notice that you're doing this thing? And you're like, wow, no, I didn't notice, blah, 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 right? I mean, that's just a tiny, silly example, right? But but it's like you fell down in isolation, if that makes sense. Right.
1: Um, yeah, it does, but it was self-imposed.
0: No, isolation is not self-imposed. I mean, sorry, this, I, I'm totally open-minded about lots and lots of things, but this one is not right. the case. You can't self-impose isolation. Isolation occurs because you don't have a connection with the people around you, and you don't bring that on yourself when you're a child. The,
1: um, okay, let me, let me try to explain what I, I meant by that then. Sure. Um, because definitely when I was young, I don't have a sense that I kept myself at a distance from anything. Um, I was very open, regardless of friends or anything like that, but I was very open, very willing to connect to everything around me. Um, And
2: it, it
1: wasn't until I sort of got older that I can say I started to close myself off in a way and and to keep that personal part of myself very personal because I don't think until I, I was 14 I really did that if you know what I mean
0: well I I can't conceivably tell you what your life was like obviously I you know I mean I, I absolutely right. but I but I can tell you that when a child has a really solid bond with a parent right there obviously is turmoil in the teenage years and there's, you know, there's there's upsets and there's hormones and all this kind of stuff, right? But when a child has a very strong bond with uh, a parent or both parents or whatever, they don't just start closing themselves off when they go into teenage years and they don't go into this kind of stuff with uh, with drugs and the other stuff that went on.
1: Right. Um... I don't think I actually started
0: to close myself off in, until after the first one. Now, sorry, do, do you realize, though, that this is part of the isolation that I'm talking about, though? Because right. you're always talking about yourself as if you're not part of any family. Because you say, I was open and then I closed myself off and I made these choices and I did this and I did this. It's all in isolation, do you see?
1: I get what you're saying now.
0: Sorry. Um, no, don't apologize. Then, yeah. I mean, th- I think this is your genuine thought about this. Right, uh,
1: then, yeah, I would say I was. Um, right. Because I think
0: I've always thought that way,
1: I Right.
0: I never realized it. And I, I look, I'm I'm really, really, really a million times cautious. And this again, it's just some guy on the internet. I'm really cautious. I I don't want to. To create any any thoughts in you, but just based on the words, and you'll have a chance to listen to this. I mean, I'll send this to you. But but when you when you talk about it, you don't talk about it like you're in a um, an extended family and social structure. But it's like I was open and then I was closed, and then I met these friends, and I did this, and I was more self-destructive. But then I I closed myself off over time. It's all. Your choices, your decisions, but in isolation from a context, right? Like, right. Just, just to give a stupid example, and uh, but, but it's. I think it's valid, right? I, I don't say to people, I decided to come and move in to Mississauga to to live in this house, right?
1: Mhm
0: Why wouldn't I say that?
1: Um, because there were other people that helped you decide
0: it. Well, not even that helped you decide resources? it. I mean, I didn't decide it. Like, I didn't decide it because I don't decide things in my family.
2: Right.
1: I understand what you're saying.
0: I negotiate it with my wife and we talk about the pluses and minuses and we, we discuss it and, you know, all of this kind of stuff, right? Right. And that's what I don't get a sense of. When you were talking about your parents and you were talking about your community and you were talking about your extended family, it was they, mother, father, this, never we, right?
2: Right.
0: Not once did you say we.
1: Right.
0: When you talk about uh, growing up and what happened to you, it was always I. Right?
1: Gotcha.
0: Not we negotiated. We decided, I went to my parents and we thought about this and we talked about that approach and we decided this and I talked about, about that and whatever, right? Right. And?
1: Um, I never noticed that.
0: And, and again, I'm not trying to create anything in you. I'm just telling you what I'm right. hearing, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: that makes complete sense.
0: Now, if um, this is sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, and I think it's very valid.
0: Yeah, you you can't go gonna... off the rails unless you're isolated. You yeah. can't go off the rails unless you feel isolated, unless you feel right. like you you're you're driving the train, you're hooking up the carriages, you're serving the tea, and you're building the tracks, and you're shuffling the coal, and you're just doing everything yourself, right? Right. And this was the symptom of your meltdown, that you tried to do everything, right? Right. Everything. Your party girl, the, the sports girl, academic girl, good daughter, right? But you were trying to do everything, right? Right. And so I would have a a sense, again, this is just me. I don't want to put anything in your head, so you can just, you know, uh, tell me it's ridiculous if it's ridiculous. But I would I would imagine that you have uh, challenges uh, trusting people, uh, opening your heart to people—that uh, you have uh, challenges, leaning on people. Right, leaning on people is a really hard thing to do. it's, it's a very, um, it's a very undervalued ability, right? Because I, right. I lean on my wife all the time about this conversation. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Should I take this approach? Should I take that approach? I take notes from her sometimes when I'm on calls if she can hear them and so on. Like I, I lean on people with, with business advice. I ask people like, – I'm, <laughs> I'm just begging for, for feedback and, and opinions and help half the time, if not more. Right. Um, because I just – I can't do it all myself. But I got a feeling, I got a sense that you're a very much I'll do it by myself kind of person, right?
1: Yeah, I am. You're completely right. I definitely am. Right. Um, and I have been for as long as I can remember.
0: Right. And what that indicates to me is that you vaulted into a kind of self-sufficiency too soon.
1: Right.
0: If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Children should not be self-sufficient when they're children, right? Right, they should not have to figure things out for themselves. they should not i mean you don't you don't tend send your four year old to say, "Hey, go pick up some groceries for the family right They should just play with right. toys and then be given food and then play with adults and so on right right um, and so and 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 the reason that that I went down this road with you was that the when we were talking in the chat window, what I sensed was. A lack of easy intimacy with yourself. Because as you said, I shrug, I don't feel anything, right? Right. But that is going to grow, I would say, or suggest I mean, this is your relationship with your therapist and 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 so on, but that's gonna grow when you achieve I mean intimacy with yourself, intimacy with other people when you learn that to be part of to be really part of a team, right? Which is where you just don't have to do everything on your own and and, and figure out everything on your own and, and all that that when you're part of that kind of group or part of that kind of whether it's a marriage or whether it's a, a, a family or whatever, that there's real openness, there's real intimacy, there's real give and take, there's real negotiation. That's when the walls of solitude dissolve. And that's when right. you can really melt into somebody and and this doesn't mean romantically necessarily it can be just about anything but this is where you can really uh open your heart but but I think that's not something that comes too naturally to you. No,
1: it's not um, and i I mean it's safe to say that my boyfriend and I right now are very very stable and it, it's
0: I'm sorry, a very, very what?
1: Stable and very, very open, and we definitely negotiate, even though I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it took a long time to get to that point. A very long time.
0: Well, and I, I'm not, again, I don't want to diss anything to do with your boyfriend or anything like that, right? But right. is he someone, because you have a very good ability. To self-reflect. I know you say, well, I don't think about much. uh, I don't think. I think that you jump to conclusions where you have the responsibility too quickly. Right. right? So you say, well, I did this and I chose that. But then I started not being too open and I made. But and I I think you don't look at yourself as part of a system. Like a familial system and a product. We're all products of our family and cultural systems. Right. And that doesn't mean right. that we don't have any choice, we don't have any free will, but we really are produced from this, right?
2: hmm
0: And I think, I, I would say that you probably have a tendency, again, this is, what, this is like an hour and a half on the internet, so whatever, right? But, but you probably have a tendency to, when, when you're faced with a problem, that you take ownership of it yourself too quickly.
2: Right.
0: Right? Well, I did... X, I chose Y, I got involved with this. I chose not, like you said, I chose not to reflect on what I was doing, right? Right. But when you're in your early teens, that's not really your job. That's the job of the people around you, the adults. And I think you take a lot of bullets for your family. I think you say, well, I did this. Now, I also think that your family says, you did X, right? I don't mean accused. I don't mean that they they beat down on you or anything like that. But you didn't get this habit out of a vacuum, right? Right. Um,
1: There's definitely a very large sense of independency.
0: Of, sorry, what?
1: In everyone. There's, there's a very large sense of independent, the autonomous, you, 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 um, and everyone in my
0: family, I think. Right, but, but here's the thing, right? I mean, a family whose child goes off the rails, and you were a child, no, no disrespect, right. but you were a child when you went off the rails. What you see, the, the reason why I asked you what is your explanation as to why you went off the rails is I wanted to get a sense of whether there was any self-reflection in your parents as to what happened.
1: Right.
0: And, and what I mean by that, and again, this is not to throw your parents under the bus or anything. This is just what I heard, and I'm trying to reflect it back accurately, as accurately as I can. But if I had said to someone whose parents had really stepped up and taken ownership, I'd have said to them, well, why do you think you went off the rails, right? And what would have happened is they would have said, oh, man, you know, well, when this started to happen, my parents got themselves into therapy. They got me into therapy or whatever. I mean, however they did it. We talked about it. We realized that this had been coming for quite some time. And it had come out of X, Y, and Z within the family system. And we read these books about where this stuff comes from. And we sat down and we talked about it and we cried and we laughed and we hugged and we figured all of this. Right. Do, Do you understand the difference?
2: Right.
0: Whereas you said, uh, I just made bad decisions, right? Right. And then I wasn't honest with myself, and like it's all—it's all just you in isolation,
2: right? Right.
0: So this is not a fa- and and your fa- your parents seem to be quite happy for this to be the explanation, right?
1: Well, um, my parents did. I think. They didn't realize it for a very long time, um, the extent. And when they did, there were different levels of of acceptance of guilt. Um, And I think this year they they fully went, okay, we made a mistake, we're going to fix it. Um,
0: Well, uh, and I understand that. I understand that, and sorry to interrupt you, Um, but that's not what is part of your theory. Yet, right, it may be in the future, right? But it's not part right. of your, your experience yet.
1: Right. Um, and from, from my perspective, um, I accepted full blame.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I think you did. And I think that that was unfair in the extreme. And I think that that was unjust. In fact, I know that that was unjust in the extreme.
2: Right,
0: That it's not fair that your bad behavior, and obviously it wasn't good behavior, right? But it's not fair that your bad behavior, that you take the entire bullet for a family structure that contributed and created that.
1: Right. Um, But the way I always thought about it was, yeah, you can be influenced, but I always thought in the end it it was on you.
0: It was, sorry, what?
1: It, it,
0: was, it was on you. No. No, that's not the case. I'm, I'm sorry. And I don't mean to be blunt. And, you know, I, I, I don't do this a lot, right? right? So I hope that, that you understand that this is not my default position. Nope, nope, that's not it, right? But in this case, right. no. Uh, when you went off the rails in your early teens, it was absolutely, completely, and totally not just your choice. Right. Um, but I
1: think that that was just how i've always thought
0: about it well do you you see what you're doing again? yeah
1: um... in... what's it called? I can't remember the word that you used, I'm sorry
0: well but tell Um, me in your words, it's fine with me
1: um... I'm taking full blame and disconnecting myself
0: yeah you're isolating yourself again
1: right? yeah that's the word
0: Right. So this and this this is not I'm not saying this is conscious, right? Right. It's not, it's not like you're saying, "Ooh, I'm going to move this chess piece over here. Right. I understand that. Obviously. <laughs> and I, I have huge amounts of sympathy for you in this area. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm moved here. Like, right. it is sad. It's sad. Because your family seems to have been relatively happy or at least relatively content to put the blame on you. And this is just not fair. I mean, uh, honestly, it's not reasonable. It's not reasonable and it's not fair. And you may never change this about them, and it doesn't matter fundamentally whether you do or don't. The important thing for you to know is that it was not Your fault. Right. That this is Um, a family problem. And it comes from long before the behavior manifested itself.
1: Right.
0: This was an effect of some problem within the family. I don't know what it was. I suspect it's to do with isolation and I also suspect to do, it's, it's to do with outward appearances. It's to do with, with uh, how, how you show. But th- it doesn't matter particularly because I, mean, I don't want to theorize in a vacuum. But, but the reality is that the reason that you have such a hard time having empathy for yourself in feeling these kinds of things, I would strongly suggest, is because when things went off the rails... When things in your family as a whole, as a structure, went kind of nuts. You ended up holding the whole stinking mess, right?
1: Uh, I tried.
0: No, you didn't try. I bet you tried not to. But I bet you it was given <laughs> back to you anyway.
2: Right.
1: Well, I, I say I try because it was fairly impossible after a certain point.
0: Um, fairly impossible to change or alter things?
1: Uh, to, to hold everything together.
0: Sorry, can you, so I'm just not point. sure what you mean by that.
1: Um, I, um I, I tried at an early age to be there for my cousins. Um, be the big sister sort of role, the projector role and stuff like that, because every, everyone else was definitely, all the adults were dealing with stuff.
0: Um. Right, but see, here's the thing though, right? And, and I, I don't want to keep pounding this because you'll get a chance to listen to this again and you can choose whether or not what I'm saying is is valid or not. But you keep right. sliding forward in time, right? This is this is the challenge that you and I have, right? I feel like I'm uh, I'm trying to wrestle with somebody who's very well oiled, you know, and not at a good right, because right? it's like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to move you back into the past, right? But what are you trying right. to
1: do? I go into the
0: future. Yeah, you're trying to say, well, you know, by this time, by the time I was doing this stuff for years, and it's like, no, that's not the point, though. Right. Right. Uh, I'll try to realize the, when
1: I do that.
0: Yeah, this this uh-huh. isolation that you feel and this feeling that you can't that you're not part of a system that you can rely on and part of people whose opinions you respect, and the fact that you fell down these stairs for years until you actually had a meltdown, you understand? That's yeah. that's like for Christ's sake, will people please notice that I'm suffering here and do something about it? Which is what you were doing in the chat window, right? To me, anyway. right? right? Will somebody notice that I'm suffering, right? And I said at the beginning of this call that I felt that, I believe, and I still believe more strongly now, that this stuff occurs when people don't notice your suffering. And That's this this obviously isn't going to uh, do anything in terms of like oh you're so right, Steph. Here's a donation. Okay, no, I'll take the donation. But um, <laughs> but no, and and I'm not trying to. Uh, this these are all just my thoughts and ideas, right? So so uh, okay. this is not like uh, oh well, you're right. And when I was four, and you know I understand all of that, right? But I just want to point out that from from the outside, uh, at least from my outside, there is something here that is not particularly mysterious and i think for you it still sort of is right right because what you say is well i was open and then i was closed it's like what what are you an elevator door like it, what does that mean <laughs> right? like it doesn't that doesn't explain anything right right and and it's scary it's terrifying when you don't know why you went off the rails, or why you tried to do everything, or why you had a meltdown, right? Right. That's terrifying. And I think it's because you're trying to run a huge ship called you all on your own. And I don't think that's your fault, because then what you're going to do, I would guess, is you're going to say, well... I should learn to try to be more trusting of others, right?
2: <laughs>
0: right. guess that's what you're, this is where you're going to go. It's like, oh, I'm not open enough. I'm going to pull myself open, right? Because you're going to immediately take this on as yourself. What I'm going to say is that the question is not how do I become more open, how do I trust more pe- people more, how do I become part of a system? The question is why am I not more open? Not I'm going to fix it by opening myself, which you can't do anyway, right? Right. The question is, why? This real time relationship, does this mean anything to you?
1: Um, yeah,
0: Have you read, listen?
2: Part of it. <laughs> part of it. Okay, working how, far through. how far did you get?
0: How uh, far did you get?
1: 15 pages.
0: <laughs> um, now, I know how intelligent you are. I know how intelligent you are. And I know it's not because the words are too big, right?
1: Right. No, um, it's because I just
0: started it. Okay, good. Actually a couple days ago. Keep so plowing along with why. it. Yeah, keep plowing yeah. along with it. Uh, really keep plowing along with it. Like this, I think. Be <laughs> the Simon the Boxer stuff, really listen to that with attentively. It's not actually about boxing, which I'm sure you'll get right away. There's, <laughs> that's a repetition thing here, which is well worth you, you looking at. Right. And ha- ha- how um, do you feel um, at this point? in our conversation
1: it's sort of like someone would feel after the tornado came through and destroyed everything around them <laughs> In a, in a good a way?
0: Because you don't sound that
1: unhappy um, I think I think uh, in a very shocked way so far I um, <laughs> don't Oh, I'll probably work my way to unhappy in a little bit.
0: Uh, and and be curious. Sorry to interrupt because I just asked you how you felt. And all I'm saying is right. you you're going to slide back to the default position of I should change something to improve this. And I'm saying don't right.
2: do
1: that. No, I'm not saying that I will. Um, it's it's more of in the shock phase and why wow, did this really happen and that sort of phase.
0: Right. Like, right after
1: the tornado came through. Right, Where in right. a couple minutes, it was like, oh, crap, a tornado just hit my house.
0: Right, right. Um, now, but you knew this was coming, right?
1: Right.
0: No, I mean, like, you've, you know a little bit about how I do what I do, right?
1: Uh, yeah. So, as, you know as, you're,
0: you're not the um, only person looking at a house going, shit, this used to be a whole lot less flat, right?
1: Right. Um...
0: I and and um, I gotta say that you probably yeah. wanted something that was at least at least look it's a it's a perspective that may be of helpful that's all I'm going to say it is, right, but it's it certainly yeah. jolt, jolts your mind a little bit and, and it's some, something worth exploring right right um and I'll try. Oh, you'll do more than try. You've got absolutely the skills and capacity to work through this stuff. I, I know that. I know that by how you reacted in the chat room. That's why right. I picked up the phone, right?
1: Right. It, it's not so much not having the scope and capacity. It's uh, when it comes down to the really hard stuff, um, having the, the, the strength and will to actually...
0: Do it right. And do you know it's, what you just it's did again? Hard. i not hard
1: isolated
0: myself. Hey, yeah, you isolated yourself. It's all about my <laughs> will, it's all about my will to push through all on my own. And it's going to be really tough because every morning I have to get up and get the sun up, and I have to get the planet turning, and I have to make sure the tides are working, and I have to make sure the gravity is plugged in. And right, does that right. make sense? Yeah, I got it. I don't
1: realize it.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I understand that. I, this is not with any uh, negative thought on my part. I'm just pointing it out, right? That This is your default right. position, which is to isolate yourself and will stuff, right? Right. Right. Uh, well, don't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just don't <laughs> do it. You're fine. <laughs> right, and the question is why, right? So rather than trying to fix the problem... Which is our first impulse, right? Right. Is to say, well, why? Why is this even a problem? Well, why? Why did this? Right. Right?
1: Yeah, and and I'm saying that that's going to be the hard part. Uh, to not jump to default.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Because I'm I'm so I'm so used to doing it. Right. Um. Then it's obviously very apparent <laughs> Um. That I'm so used
0: to doing it. Right. And and when you also get in RTR, when you talk when we talk about follow the benefit, right? Right. This this is I mean I know that the one of the reasons you take things on is to avoid stuff in your family, and this is we all do this. There's nothing unhealthy about it in in terms of a survival strategy. It's totally fine, but it's not just you who wants you to take it all on.
2: Right.
1: It's other people as well.
0: Yeah, it's beneficial to other people if you take it all on.
2: Right.
0: So there's always negotiation in relationships, in a sense. It's either conscious or it's unconscious. And what I try to do is to just try and drag up the Titanic. And I know this because I had to drag up my own damn Titanic and still have to from time to time, which is the unconscious to the conscious. Right. uh, But, uh, I mean, you can absolutely do it for sure. Well...
1: Um and not to isolate myself again because I know I'm about to say something that will um <laughs> I'm I'm definitely going to try and okay.
0: do my best. Well, your best will be perfectly fine and fantastic and perfect. So, um, uh, and, and I don't want to keep you up all night. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to 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 what it is that we've talked about here? I don't think so.
1: I think you. Did it very strongly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, and, and how was the conversation for you um, in terms of the way that, that I approached it?
1: Um, it was good. It was, it was definitely good because it, it's almost uh, not jumping straight into it, uh, which probably would just led to me shutting off and shutting up for most of the conversation. Um, no,
0: I saw I saw what you did in the chat room, and obviously I didn't uh, I didn't approve or appreciate what people were doing to you in the chat room a couple of days ago, where they're just powering in on you and your family, and it's just like, well, it's not going to help because you're not listening to the girl. Right? So, <laughs> so right. uh, no, obviously that was not uh, a good um, uh, that was not a um, uh, a good approach in my and and obviously I knew that that wasn't going to get get you anywhere useful, right? So right, um, and the
1: approach you did take was probably the best that <laughs> you could <kind of>, um,
0: have. <laughs> I tried.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> it it sort of almost um, made it so I couldn't just shut up. Just
0: shut <laughs> Right. <laughs> right.
1: Congratulations. You've accomplished what an outside therapist couldn't.
0: <laughs> Excellent. bagged another one. Uh, what I'm going to do is put a little, <laughs> a little tattoo on the back of my neck. Uh, which is good. Uh, you I'm, uh, can duck keep now. Yeah, duck feet, of course, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Uh, is there any? So, there's nothing else you want to add right now? You get. I'll, I'll send you a copy of this recording. You can let me know what you think. I think there would be useful stuff for other people, but you have to make that call yourself. But uh, you can have a listen to it and right. let me know. It. Um, I'm fu-
1: uh, honestly, I'm fine with whatever you're fine with. I'm... It's the internet. <laughs> okay,
0: I appreciate That's that, but, but, but do me a favor. Just have a listen to it first and, and just let me know again, okay? Yeah, of course. Okay, Of course. thanks very much. I appreciate yeah. your time.
1: I appreciate yours as well. Thank okay, take you care. Bye. Okay, talk to you later. Bye.